This is the Monetize Everything Podcast, a place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. All right, everybody, welcome to episode two of the Monetize Everything Podcast, season two. Uh, We've got my good friend, Jose Hernandez, back on with us. Uh, to go over part two of our first interview where we discussed, uh, you know, just some of the things that, you know, an entrepreneur goes through, uh, some of the basics of understanding investment. In this particular episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper into uh, how to get out of debt and then what you do once, you know, to get into some of the other things that you want to do. Because I think this is very important because you have so many people that want to go and invest into the stock market. Or they want to go and start a business, but they have like debt to so heavy that if they even miss $10 on their paycheck, they could be in trouble, you know? And so some people don't realize that, you know, it's best to get out of debt first and be, have a clear mind going into business and investing than taking a risk and that risk not coming through. And all of a sudden, you know, you've spent money that was supposed to go for a utility bill. You spent money that was supposed to go for your insurance or whatever that may be. And now you're scrambling, trying to either come up with the money or you're calling your insurance company, increasing your deductible sky high, dropping your full coverage to your liability to get it down to a price to where you can pay it. And so we want to avoid that. So uh, with that being said, Jose, let's talk a little bit about uh, debt. What is your what is your take on debt in today's society with many millennials as well as adults? Yeah, man. So this is this is something that I'm I'm very serious about, and it's funny because I think more than half of it has to come down to mindset. Because I think the first thing you need to do is just accept your your situation. Just say, hey, I am in debt. Like, don't don't hide from it. The more that you pretend that it's not there is not going to stop that that bill from coming in and from the interest from racking up. It's not going to go away if you don't pretend it's there. So number one, own up to it. You know, it's it's it, it's pretty normal for people to be in debt in America. It's one of the things that we're known for. I'm in debt. It's student debt, but nonetheless, it's debt. So own up to it and just be realistic with yourself. I mean, and I know with money. It's kind of one of those taboo things for whatever reason in today's society. And you don't have to tell your best friend or whoever else how much debt you're in. But, you know, if, if you're married or if you're by yourself or whoever, like make sure that you're just honest and real with yourself and just say, all right, you know, let me look at my balance sheet. All right. These are my assets. These are my liabilities. Oof, we're $40,000 in debt. Okay. That's step one. <laughs> you know, Step one is being real and recognizing and accepting it. And then number two is understanding that no one's going to help you. <laughs> no one is going to get you out of that position but yourself. And, um, you know, I, I just see it so many times where people kind of just, for whatever reason, think that it's going to go away. And, and uh, they, if they don't think about it or they kind of just like do the, the, the monthly payment and call it a day, it's going to go away. And it's just not true. I mean, everyone that has a basic understanding of how debt works knows it's not going to happen. So, that brings me to the point of what can we do to do something about it? And uh, the, the nice thing about today's world is there are a lot of options. The, the number one thing that, that stands out, and it's one of the more hard ones and the most, more painful ones to do, but it's probably one of the best ones that you can do is take a hard look at your lifestyle, a hard look at your lifestyle. 
And what I mean by that is, do we need to be eating out three or four or five times a month or week or how many every time, how many, how many every times that you do it? It doesn't mean you have to stop altogether. You know, it's, it's good to, to reward you, yourself and the family for hard work, but, you know, really be honest with yourself. Do I need to be spending uh, all of this money on this type of thing? So knowing where your money is going is super important. There are a lot of great apps in today's world that track your cash flow, the in versus, versus the outs. And I think a lot of people are surprised when they first actually look at the numbers and realize, oh man, I'm, I have two gym memberships or, oh, I have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, whatever. Maybe I don't need all those. Yeah. So, but you won't know until you look at the numbers. So being realistic about where the money is going and asking yourself, okay, do I really need to, to be dedicating that money to that when I could be using those dollars to start tackling some of this debt? And that takes a real ego check. It takes a real uh, hard look in the mirror and uh, you're going to have to say no to some things. You know, you're going to have to say no to going out as much on the weekends with your buddies, or you're going to have to say no to uh, going out to as many events as you'd like. But, it comes down to having a compelling reason to get out of the debt in the first place, because if it's just you, then, you know, maybe you're okay with, with having the debt, but number one, that's not going to go away. But also if you have a family, if you have kids, like you're, you're not the only one that's in debt. Your entire family is in debt, you know, like, and, and you not doing anything about it is not only hurting you, it's potentially hurting them. So I know it's great that a lot of people want to do things for their family and then do things for the kids and everything else. But man, in, in my mind, I think it would be even better for you to, to fight really hard to, to get out of that tough situation. So you, in the future or in a couple of years or a couple of months, whatever your situation is, you can really provide even better for your family without going to sleep at night, worrying about whether or not you're going to make that next payment. Um, so, you know, mindset, knowing where the money is going and then why do you actually want to get out of debt? Because some people say, okay, I want to get out of debt, but they don't have a reason to do it. And they probably do have one. They just don't think about it or accept it. So if it's you looking at your family and saying, okay, I need to get out of debt for them. Or if it's, if it's you and looking at your current situation and you're like, oh man, I may never have a home if I don't get out of this, whatever is impactful for you and whatever, like really strikes you emotionally. That's what's going to help you make a decision. And that's not just with that. It's anything in life. But I think when it comes to a mindset perspective, having a very clear conviction as to why is going to help you. So we talked about dropping, uh, dropping lifestyle. It's tough to do, but it's one of the easiest and quickest ways to start helping. Right. Number two, depending on where you live, look at what the resources are. So in today's world, there are a lot of, there are a lot of ways to make money, even if you're already employed. So I went back to earlier when I was talking about here in Metro Atlanta where the, the sharing economy is big. And if you have a car, you can get paid for doing Uber. Even if it's on the weekends, you can earn a couple extra hundred bucks a week or a week. Yeah, a week, which may be a couple hundred bucks a, a month, which continues to compound itself in, in, in over a, in a period of about a year or so, maybe a year and a half. Those dollars can really go to something to, to really knock down that high interest debt. So, you know, taking a look at what's available to you. If, if you're good at something, maybe looking online and seeing how you can monetize that. Like the show is called monetize everything. So right. I'm looking at right now tutoring online. You know, you, uh, <laughs> it's funny, but I, I just, uh, I signed up to be a tutor for helping uh, future financial advisors pass the series seven exam, which is a licensing exam that you need to do. 
So if you if you're really good at a unique thing, you could even charge more for that because it's not just a basic thing that anyone can go uh, get help with. So that's an option. Here in Metro Atlanta, we have the ride sharing scooters. We have like Bird, Lime. There's a bunch of them, but you know you can get paid a good amount of money to to charge this thing. So and there's money out there to to be able to acquire. And even if you don't use it for your lifestyle, if you start just saving that up to start knocking out the debt, you may be surprised how much that actually helps. Because you know if you're just taking it out of your regular living it's going to be a lot harder to do it that way. But if you open up a new source of revenue to, to be able to do that, man, it's a, it's a, it's a great way of doing it. And then I think the third thing is to just level up your skill set, make yourself more valuable. If you're, if you're in a company right now um, that, that values sales, sales experience, sales uh, performance, become a better salesman, get paid more. Or, you know, if, if, if you are in a, a position where you can learn more things in your, in your, in your, in your job, they're going to make you more valuable and get you a raise up your earning potential, do that. So I think if you can do a combination of these three things, you could probably get out of debt a lot faster than you realize. But again, you have to want it. You have to know why you're doing it, why you're, why you're putting yourself out here and, and again, not not letting your ego get in the way. It's saying, "Oh, I'm not going to be an Uber driver. I, I have this degree on the wall. I'm not, I'm not going to do that." Okay, well, that degree on the wall is not going to get you out of debt. It doesn't <laughs> unless you leverage nothing. it unless you leverage it the right way. But right. The paper on its own is not going to do it for you. So you know, really take a step back. Really be honest with yourself. If you have a partner, get them committed in the process. Help you know, help them help you. And uh, just commit to getting out of debt. <laughs> you have to do it. You can't just talk about it. You have to do it. Find the tools, find the resources, and get out there and do it. And if, if you're making a short-term sacrifice now, if you're seeing your friends a little bit less, or you're having a little bit less dinners with the family or with the neighbors, whatever you do for fun, just realize that it's a short-term sacrifice for putting yourself in a much better position for the rest of your life. Because you can either continue to do the things that – are not being productive towards paying off the debt for as long as you want, but that's not going anywhere. Or you can sacrifice yourself for a little bit, do what it takes to help yourself and your family out. And then you have the rest of your life to do all those things as well. So that those are, that's kind of my two cents on that. <laughs> right. So, so tell us a little bit once, let's say that, uh, well, first you mentioned uh, about some different apps that are out there for people to use, to be able to track their expenses. Are there yes. some apps that you recommend uh, that you would recommend to people to download? Yeah, of course. So I've, I've, I've heard that Mint is actually a really good one for yeah. it. Um, I, I personally, because I was with Bank, or still am with Bank of America, they have something called My Financial Picture, which tracks all of it for you. But um, you know, as, an, as a non-biased third party, you can use Mint. I know they have a tremendous app where you can actually categorize things. So the, you know you're spending more than anyone else. So you can say, okay, these $29 that I'm paying towards every month, towards this uh, subscription instead of putting it towards the subscriptions you can say no this is going towards you know beauty or healthcare whatever you have the, you have the power of of really um, categorizing all those expenses so when you look at it at the end of the month you can really have some ownership over and say man i need to stop paying 250 extra dollars towards uh, you know i don't know the time sure <laughs> you know it's your budget but you have, again, if you use those, those softwares that are, I believe, all free, um, it's, it's a powerful tool, and, and you know, it'd be silly not to use it. Right, right. And, and you know, 
one of the things is we we tend to overcomplicate things when there's things out there that simplify it. You know, we overcomplicate. Well, I don't know how to do a budget. I don't know how to read my bank statements. I don't know how to balance my my checkbook. And you've got all these apps like Mint. I, Mint was one of the first uh, one of the first ones that I used, and then I ended up switching to uh, You Need a Budget app, UNIB, which was a great app. Um, very great app. Uh, most of those apps, they integrate into your, your bank accounts. Right. So they'll actually pull all your bank statements and tell yeah. you, okay, you spent this much on entertainment. You spent this much on food. You spent exactly. this much on, on uh, membership dues. Uh, it's very, very, uh, they're very good at picking up where your habits are. So you can really get a good idea. Okay. $550 a month is going towards eating out. I've got to change that. Exactly. $250 worth of membership fees. Um, and then you look at the membership fees, it categorizes it. You see a gym membership, you see a timeshare membership, you see Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. Then you see Time Warner Cable. And then you also see like, you know, some other streaming service out there. Yeah. So before you know it, you realize that you're overlapping and you aren't even watching TV that much, but you're paying hundreds exactly. of dollars a month for TV exactly. you don't even watch. And yeah. cable TV, let's not even go there because I don't, I'm not, I've been a cable cutter for years. Right. I still don't understand why people pay for cable, but hey, to each their own. That's um, right. So let's talk about, so once you go through, you, 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 you realize where your money's going, you start to make this plan to get out of debt and you start paying off debt. What would you recommend that people start with first when they're looking at paying something off? Great question. So, man, going back to just knowing your situation, know exactly what you owe to who, number one, what the balances are, and then look at the interest rates. See which one has the highest interest rate, and that's usually the one that I recommend tackling first because if you tackle that one first, it's going to save you more money over time. Now, if that one's a little bit too hefty to really go after aggressively, then some people call it the snowball strategy, which I'm sure you've heard of. Mm-hmm. Paying off the lower one first. So if that was a $50 payment every month, instead of using the $50 that to go do something else, no, keep paying $50, but use it towards the next debt. And then after you pay off that next debt, maybe that debt was $100. Now you're spending $150 towards that next debt. While you're still making the minimums on the other ones, of course, so you don't default. But eventually, you'll get to a point where you're used to spending the $300, $400, $500 a month on debt alone. And then now you're really tackling that big boy. And you know if it's a $5,000 debt and you're paying $500 a month, you're knocking that out in 10 months. Instead of you know saying, oh, wow, I paid off my Discover card. Let me treat myself and then use these $20 to do something else. No. Like you're already in the mindset of, of using that towards debt. Why not just roll it into the keep next it going? One yeah, keep, keep it going. going and keep it going. And it's, it, it, you know, if you can picture the snowball in your mind, it might help you um, understand the concept. But that's one great way of really doing it. And, and just stop spending. <laughs> stop using the credit cards as well. <laughs> like literally come in. All right. Take them all out. Look at it. Okay. Discover. No, we're not going to use this one anymore. Like hide it. Put it somewhere else. Some people freeze it, which is funny to me, but whatever. Do what you have to do to not use that card anymore because the more you use it, every, th- every time you pay something towards it, you're not making a gain in any directions. It's, right. You're, you're, you're uh, spinning your tires. So stop spending on those cards and dedicate yourself to paying them off. You know, forget about the perks. Forget about the 2% cash back because, uh, you know, those, those things are nice. But, right? but, but at the same time, we're, we're focusing on getting out of debt because, yes, those things are super nice to have. 
but ideally you're using those to where you can pay off the credit card every month. Like that's when you're winning, when, yeah. you're, pay, when you're using your credit card to get the perks. Oh, and then I'm paying them off at the end of the month. Not right. I'm paying them off, but I'm also getting the perks, but it's really not getting me anywhere because it's not, <laughs> it's not productive. So commit to not use. And if you absolutely need to have a card you use, just use the one that has maybe the highest amount of, of line of credit. So, you know, you, I understand you may still need to have a credit card for something, but all the other ones, your Macy's, your Home Depot, whatever else, put those away and commit to paying them off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's say that you've went out and you've actually paid off all your debt. You've finished the snowball. You've got this extra money and you want to get into stock market. What would you recommend for someone that is very novice to get into the stock market, which direction would you recommend stocks, options, bonds? What would be the first part and how would someone get started in that? Great question. So any, any good question like this in finance is going to come down to depends, depends on where you are in life. So if you're a little bit younger like me, then you have all the time in the world to take on risk. You know, right now I'm 25. I should be taking on the most risk in my investments at, at any point in time in my life. Now, when I'm 40, 45, 50, I have kids and all this other stuff, and I may be relying on some of that money, maybe not the case. So know where you stand in your own life cycle and, and of course, your own risk tolerance as well, which is something I always preach on. Know how okay you are with risk because that's one of the main variables in this entire thing. It's, you know, it's, it's not rocket science, but at the same time, it's real. And I know I mentioned, earlier we were mentioning the 10-year straight up uh, shoot shoot up in the stock market which is nice but i think one thing that's happened with that is people have forgotten that risk is real and what happens is when they see a little bit of a dip like in december of last year they panic and uh you know any good investor any smart mind in finance talks about not making emotional decisions how do you avoid making this emotional decisions by knowing your risk tolerance and by knowing the context behind the investment so if you buy something that is inherently risky when it does take a little bit of a little bit of a dip, you already knew that up front and you're not going to panic. Whereas if you bought something risky, you're not, you don't, number one, you don't know why. And number two, you don't know how okay you are with risk. What's going to happen is you're going to lock in that loss and those losses can take years to come back from. You know, I always go back to the 08 example when it was down about 40%. If you had hundred thousand dollars, you were down, down to about roughly $40,000 at, at the, at the, at the trough. And if you decide to sell then, you locked in that $60,000 loss and it took years for you to get back to, to where you were, where the person who had the, the self-awareness of their risk tolerance and knew why they were making the investment in the first place, they knew it was ugly, but they held on and they did great after the thing turned around because it's just how it works. It's basic economics. I mean, it can't go straight up forever, but it also can't go down forever. The, the government stepped in and did what they had to do to kind of help simulate things. And it's, it's, it paid off for the 10 year period. So knowing yourself as an investor is super important. It's probably one of the number one things that you should do. You should do. And then, you know, when it comes to actually making the investments is, you know, knowing, knowing the different types of tools out there. So I'm a fan of ETFs, exchange traded funds because they trade like stocks, but you get, more diversification, you know, so you're not just putting all your eggs in one basket. So if you buy the S&P 500 ETF, the SPY, you're you're buying into the top 500 companies of the United States instead of just one. So, you know, you hear about not putting all your eggs in one basket, that's one. 
or maybe you know buying some more balanced types of funds out there like mutual funds and that are like um, for example, designed to give you some return, but also some downside exposure, kind of middle of the road. So just reading the description of the fund, what is the objective here? And it'll tell you straight up. It'll say this fund attempts to grow um, using these types of strategies, or this is a bond fund. This fund is used primarily to bring in income. So just knowing what you're buying, you know, essentially is what it comes down to. So you don't need to know the ins and outs of every single investment. You just need to know what it's trying to accomplish and how it fits into your, your own specific situation. Perfect. Perfect. And uh, are there any platforms that you would recommend for someone looking to purchase an ETF or, or stock or bond out there? Is there a couple? Yeah, of, yeah, of course, of course. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a big shift right now in, in going to the kind of like the online brokerage type of platform. You know, you, you don't have to open up like you did back in the day, like a brokerage account in a physical place. Like there's so many apps out there. Uh, you know, me right now, I still use Merrill edge because it's, what I, I use as an employee, but you know, you hear about Robin hood, you hear about men or you know, betterment, you hear about all these other types of investment accounts, acorn. So when it comes to which one is best, it just depends on what you're looking for. Like some, some apps have better customer service than others. Some apps are more user friendly than others. Some of them, you know, just are, are more visually appealing. I, it depends on what's more important to you. Like, you know, I've seen the Fidelity app. Theirs is pretty, pretty streamlined. Um, you know, it looks good. It works well. Um, and, you know, I, I would use it if, if I wasn't using what I'm using right now. So just knowing what, what works with you and, and just know you can always switch. You know, if, if, if you pick one and it's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this one, make sure you're switching because of the platform, not because of the investments. Because no matter what, the investment's the same across the board. On you. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> but, uh, don't don't get acorns and then switch to betterment because your account's down <laughs> yeah that's not acorns um, not but, you know, so, some of them have tools like that help you pay yourself first like acorns i think is the one where it takes a little bit of your spending and rounds up to the next dollar and, and puts it into your account so just knowing what what the pros and cons are knowing what the fees of each respective platform is and just make the most educated decision but it, the platform itself is not going to make you successful, but it, it can definitely help you be comfortable in the process as well. Awesome. Awesome. And one last thing that I want to um, tidbit that I would like to get from you is for the small business owners that are out there, what would you recommend that they do for their future employees as far as setting them up with the 401k and some of those things out there uh, as, as a benefit to their growing business? Man, that's a great question, and I really liked working with uh, the, empl- the the employees that were also uh, business owners as well. And one of the most powerful tools that you can have as a small business owner is called the SEP IRA. SEP IRA, excuse me. Um, and SEP IRA is almost like a four hundred one k account, but for uh, small businesses. And the nice thing about the SEP IRA is it comes directly from the business's profits. So. It, it reduces the taxable income for the business. So as an example, let's say that your business had $200,000 in profits for the year, but you contribute 20,000 for the benefit of your employees. Well, that's a write-off. Your business now only made 180,000 taxable income in that example. Also, it's money that you're saving away for the benefit of the employees because most small businesses aren't to the size yet where they can actually have a 401k. 
And you know, most employees can only open up an IRA in their own name, which has a smaller contribution limit. SEP IRAs in 2019, I believe, have up to about $55,000 that can be put away. So obviously it depends on how profitable the business is. But if, if you have some extra cash at the end of the year that um, doesn't need to be reinvested back into the business for growing, for marketing, for scaling, whatever, and you really want to take care of your employees, that's an excellent way of really taking advantage of that tool putting away for their own retirement. They're not taking out of their paycheck. It's coming directly from the business and it's a write off from the business's income. So it's a win-win. And one last thing about that, how it's even better than a 401k, in my opinion is you don't have to make contributions every year. So if for whatever reason your business had a down year, was flat on the year or even negative, you don't have to make a contribution. Whereas with 401ks, you pretty much are forced to make a contribution every year, depending on the type that you have set up. So it's really flexible. If you crush it one year, you can give a nice uh, contribution to your employees via the set. And then one year, maybe you don't have such a great year. You don't have that pressure from the IRS to, to make that contribution. So it's flexible, comes from the business's profits, and it's a great way of taking care of your employees. Wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's good stuff, man. I appreciate that as a small business owner myself. That's yeah. something that, uh, that I definitely need to look into uh, yeah. as well. Um, I know I said one last thing, but I'm going to ask for one last thing again. If you don't mind. Uh, for individuals out there that are looking to um, start a business. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what would you recommend that they do to prepare um, if they're looking to exit their workplace? So that's a tremendous question. And it, it starts with doing your homework, knowing exactly what you are trying to do. So if you are trying to get into a brick and mortar type of place where you actually have to have a physical location, know what the overhead's going to be, know what the, the, the rent's going to be, how much you're going to have to pay for all this other stuff. Like literally look at the numbers because one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is just jumping into something without knowing how much it's going to cost. And, um, you know, we were talking about it earlier where you go from having this steady paycheck coming in every two weeks. And now that's not really the case. You don't have that same type of, of surety around your money. And if you don't know where the money is going to go, the bills are not going to stop. So make sure you know what those bills are before you make the decision to actually leave. Because once you leave, that check's not coming in anymore. Um, and then number two is, I think, going back to mindset is knowing why you're getting into that business. Because, yes, it's definitely a nice time to be a business owner. It's easier to be one than ever. There's a lot more competition, though. And with competition comes you know, some, some difficult times, especially up front. So if you're leaving your job to, to chase something, some people call it the shiny, uh, shiny object syndrome, where you're kind of chasing the next hot trend and there's not a real clear purpose behind it, when things are tough, you're, you're not going to want to pursue it anymore. So make sure that you know exactly why you're getting into specific business. And then I recommend taking a look at what businesses in that specific niche that are doing well, what are they doing? Is that something that you would be comfortable uh, replicating, sure, you want to put your own twist on it as well from a branding perspective. But you know, if they're out there marketing on the internet and doing all these different types of things, are you comfortable with learning that type of thing? Are you willing to to expand your your knowledge set to to be able to do those types of things? Because you know, if if you go into it with the mindset of uh, no, like for me, example, I'm a finance major. I don't I don't need to learn how to make videos for uh, for marketing. 
I don't have the luxury of outsourcing that right now. So I'm having to learn how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. <laughs> like, um, so don't let your ego get in the way of that because you're going to have to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to learn the ins and outs of your business. And I recommend that because once you know how everything operates and you're in a place where you can start outsourcing, you can scale and outsource with confidence because if you hire someone to do the job, you know what it takes for the job to be done well and you can hold them accountable for it. But you know, if you're not willing to get your hands dirty, you're kind of just throwing money at everything and outsourcing. You know, people may not do a good job for you, or I hate to say it, but sometimes people may take advantage of you. It's it, it just happens sometimes. So, you know, learning the ins and outs of your business, and then actually liking it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it's it's tough being a, a an entrepreneur, a business owner, and and if you don't like what you do, it's you know, people escape work because they don't want to work, but you know, you are going to be working. You certainly are going to be working, but it'll feel less like work if you are passionate about the end result, if you are passionate about the person you're trying to help the client, the, the, the customer. So, you know, if you're passionate about it and know why you're doing it, those long hours, the late nights, you know, staying up, doing all the other book work and you know, all the other stuff that isn't as fun will seem less like, work because you're passionate about it. So I think it's knowing the numbers behind it, um, being comfortable with getting your hands dirty, learning the ins and outs, knowing that it's not probably going to be as successful as you think it is overnight. It's going to take some work and, um, you know, just really enjoying what you do because you want to leave a situation and get into one that's better, but enjoy yourself while you're doing it and be okay with the difficult times because unless you have a ton of money up front, which I don't, but if, if you have a lot of money up front, that's great, but even still, it's going to be tough. So, so know all that. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, tell us where, uh, tell the viewers and the listeners where they can find you. Yeah, of course. So the main place to find me right now, I'm very, very active on Instagram, especially my handle is at the millennial money mentor. I'm working really hard to at least push out one piece of content every day, even with everything else I have going on, because it means a lot to me. And, and uh, I, I mainly post about money and finance, but there's a lot of other things that I put out that a lot of people find value in. And you know, I just want to be someone that's, that's there to, to keep it real, show who I really am, share my successes and my losses and my struggles and, and just be someone that people can find value in. Like everything I put out, I want it to be valuable. So um, always keep my DMs open. If you have questions about anything, I'm happy to take the time. But Instagram for right now is is the best place to find me. Awesome, awesome. And when can we expect to see your your pet store up? So the pet store is actually already up. Um, okay. the, the URL, if you want to check it out, it's all one word. It's the pet adorer. So a d o r e r dot com. And uh, right now we've, we primarily focus on dogs and cats. We got to, I think I'm going to start really aggressively getting into like the accessories, like the bandana type of uh, market, because, you know, I see them everywhere at the dog park and, and uh, people always want to you know show off their dog style and everything like that. So I think that's a space that I can, uh, I can definitely you know, be, be excited about being in. And I love dressing my, my dog up and, and her. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, and, um, that's, if you have any questions on that, just let me know. And, uh, I'm loving your site. I'm on here now. Oh, you, thank you. you. There it is. <laughs> did you build your site yourself? Yeah. Wow, man. Good job. Did you do this in WordPress or is this a Shopify? Shopify. So, um, I'm using a couple other different tools on top of Shopify, but the whole purpose of the Shopify site is to actually have somewhere like, like you are right now to point them to and show you what we actually offer. So, uh, but I appreciate that. 
Wow. And yeah, we, we do have an Instagram as well. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. I, I like this. You've got... Just, you got really everything someone would want for their dog or cat. You got, I see you got the grooming, the bowls, the toys, yep. harnesses, leases, collars, cat beds, grooming, yep. travel. <laughs> I mean, it's it, to me, it's a one-stop shop if you're a pet or a dog lover, which there's many of us that are. That's and right. I tell you what, man, this picture on the front, this grabs you right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, man. Wow. Well, listen, man, uh, thank you so much for being uh, a part of today's uh, broadcast and also opening up season two for us on yeah. as everything podcast. Uh, definitely hope, uh, definitely wish you much success, man, in your, your, your endeavors, man, with this, with this pet store. I, j- I just keep thinking of Jeff Bezos, man, and what it's going to be <laughs> like. Maybe we'll see you on Mad Money in five years talking about <laughs> the Petador stock and, and <laughs> the stuff out there, man. So uh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm excited. I just keep, I, that's, that's what I keep going back to because, your story is so similar to his. I mean, he was a financial advisor and he left Wall Street yep. to go and start a book, an online bookstore. You know, yep. I mean, of course, it's, it's bigger than that now. Right. It is an Amazon. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's, it's wild, man, just how just how close of, of a story it is, man. So I'm really Thank interested you. to see, uh, you know, what, what happens in the next uh, the next year. So I hope it doesn't yeah. take that long, but I'm very interested to see what happens with you. Yeah. Business. And I appreciate you even reaching out to me again, man. That means a ton to, for you to, to have me on the show. And, and I, I know that you work hard on this and, and I promise to give you my best. So hopefully your audience gets, gets a ton of value from it and definitely want to stay connected here. If I can Absolutely. help you with anything, man, like I'm always a DM away and, and, you know, definitely, definitely look forward to our friendship and partnership moving forward. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much again, guys. And, and thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, we definitely hope that this um, gave you, Uh, a lot more information into some of the areas that you may have been struggling or feel like you're stuck in. Uh, So, so remember guys, uh, make sure that you take action when you, this podcast, one of the reasons I did this podcast was another way to give people information on their drive home or while they're folding clothes, because it's easy to listen. Um, So, but one of the things that you got to do this information, people pay a lot of money for this type of information. You know, this is very valuable stuff. I mean, you're talking about a guy that, um, is teaching people how to pass their series seven. If you, if, I mean, just imagine a doctor trying to pass the MCAT. That's what it is for the financial side. It's very, very big. So, you know, definitely don't take this information lightly. And remember, if you're committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, guys, make sure you guys go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.